entrepreneurs and evolution. I've got two great people to do that with. So Bobby, you've been hearing me interviewing Jennifer. Uh, what is one of the lessons that you learned as an entrepreneur that you talk about in your book that kind of leverages on what Jennifer and I have been talking about? Jim, all that wisdom, all that insight, the observations, the experiences are encapsulated in this little Bible that I just published. It's called Starting Over a practical guide for reinventing your career in midlife. Take a close look at this. We talked about this pre-COVID when I was last on your show and COVID sort of accelerated bringing this book to readers because I felt that people, there are literally millions of people who are struggling. So career reinvention is not just a nice sounding idea. It is imperative and paramount to millions of people today, especially those in midlife. You know, if we look back over the last 20 years, technology-led innovation has disrupted industries, has disrupted how business is done, has disrupted how the very nature of work is done. Just, just think about this moment. We're on Zoom. So we live in a Zoom culture now, as if the old ways of doing things are giving way to new ones. So the evolution, and I call it creative disruption of jobs and careers, is moving at a very torrid pace. And millions of people, especially those in midlife, suddenly find that their skills are becoming obsolete or irrelevant. They have no choice but to reinvent themselves to gear up for the future. COVID came along and accelerated the whole process. Fast forwarded change by a few years and now we're stuck here and wondering what do we do people are struggling so in this book i lay out the essential principles guidelines and actual experiences of how to go about reinventing your career you know who am i to talk about it i've done it four times in the past four decades my latest reincarnation was five years ago when I became an executive coach. Before that, I was an entrepreneur. Before that, I was a senior executive at a telecom company. Before that, I was a Wall Street trader. And before that, I was a poor, broke immigrant from India who migrated to Sweden and to the US. So I think I know what works or what doesn't work, and I share my experiences, and those of many others who have successfully reinvented themselves. So it's a small, short book, easy read, about a big topic, which I believe is very relevant for our times today, both for entrepreneurs, individuals, seasoned executives. I mean, whichever way we make a living, we are impacted by technological change and creative, creative disruption. Well, but Bobby, what's the number one thing somebody that's looking to evolve and change needs to understand? Because to me, it's about being flexible and open. What do you think? You know, when people think of changing careers, they're stumped. It's a big, big thing for them. It's perceived to be so difficult, so impossible, simply because they do not know how. But if you approach it like any other problem, it's akin to problem solving, and you break it down into its components. You know, you ask yourself those things, hey, 
why do I want to reinvent myself? Maybe I've lost my job or maybe I fear losing my job or maybe my skills are obsolete or maybe I'm unhappy currently with what I'm doing. What do I reinvent to? That is a critical moment where we need to find clarity. It requires a lot of deep solitude, deep introspection and thinking as to what are some of the basic criteria that are truly important to us. What do we seek out of life? What elements do we want? And for example, for me, I wanted in my new career, I wanted intellectual stimulation. I wanted income. I wanted something to be very passionate about. And after a lot of soul searching, I came upon the idea that, you know, I wanted to become an executive coach because it provided all three of those, those things that I needed. And that's how you go. It's a disciplined process of discovering what you want to reinvent to, then you plan your reinvention, then execute on the plan. What to do when the plan succeeds It's not over. It's just the beginning of a new life. What to do when the plan fails? Because, you know, sometimes things don't work out, but you got to regroup and move on. So, so, so Bobby, um, I want to ask Jennifer, that's what you're talking about, about pivoting, right? That's what you discuss at the center about how to pivot. What's some of the advice that you give about pivoting? Pretty similar to Bobby's? Well, I think, you know, in the beginning, everybody was in a, a hold. Like, this might not last very long. Let me just kind of stick to what I've been doing. Uh, but those people, I think our businesses learned pretty quickly this wasn't going to be a short-term thing. It wasn't going to be two weeks and we're back to business. And so those who are really prospering or surviving in this time period are making those adjustments and uh, finding ways to survive, whether it's just hustling to find capital, uh, whether it's educating themselves on new resources or really finding out what the pains and challenges their, their customers are having and trying to meet those needs. I really think that the part about hustling for capital is really the most important thing. It's really difficult right now to find capital to take a risk on a new business or a new idea. That's really difficult. Bobby, um, how about that? How would people be able to capitalize a new business and a new idea in a dynamic time like now? You know, I refer back to a comment that Jeff Bezos made once in a letter to his shareholders. I think he's one of the smartest entrepreneurs, one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the country. And he said to, we should all, all entrepreneurs should have a day one mindset. What is a day one mindset? He says, when I started this business, I named the building his office was in called day one. Every day at Amazon is day one. So when does day two arrive? Day two should never arrive. Day two is stasis. That's when we become complacent. That's when we begin to take things for granted. Hey, this is the way our business ran. This is the way it'll come back. This it won't. This, this. No, we've got to be forward looking. You know, we got to look through the windshield, not through the rear view mirror. Not where we've been, but where we're going. It's always day one. So that is such a critical, critical, crucial thought process that most entrepreneurs need to adopt is don't look backwards, look forwards. What is coming ahead? You know, strategically think about where are the future opportunities going to be? Maybe you know, I need to have a different business altogether. Maybe I need to, you know, for example, the guy who had a microbrewery in Seattle turned into, you know, he's now manufacturing hand sanitizers. You know, you got to keep reinventing ourselves. 
That's 100% correct. I've been doing it all the time from day one. Uh, March 14th, I pivoted into the residential market and um, I'm pivoting again into something that will be a little bit more long-term while still keeping active in all of my residential markets. Um, <clears throat> we're coming up on the half hour. Um, Jennifer, can you still stick with us? Because what I want to do, and Bobby too, I want to bring in Scott. I want to talk a little bit about the Coral Gables real estate market with Scott. And then he's a, like I said, he used to run CBRE. He's a very accomplished entrepreneur also. I want to talk about this entrepreneurial evolution a little bit more. Can you guys stick with me for another half hour or so? Sure, sure. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Scotty, you're up next. We're going to talk about uh, the market. And then the last part of the show, we're going to talk about your experiences as an entrepreneur. Uh, Reagan, let's go. Let's pull some cars. Let's come right back. 